Hi, Ben. Hi, Adam. How are you? Very good. I'm, re- I'm still reeling from the fact that you forced me to read a book. I haven't read a book for ages. It's only, it's only having read this book that I realise just how much uh, I'm missing. I, I mean, a real book, a real book. It's, real it's been in my, in my book collection for, for years and uh, like a couple of other Walter Tevis books, but I've yeah. never actually read it. Oh so God. I've actually had to pick it up. You had to read it. Physically read it, and it was it was worth it. And what did you think, Adam? What 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 were your first reflections when on, on reading it? Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of series they make out of it. Mm. I mean, I'm not totally sure that I could see that book um, stretching over. I hope it's not going to be a kind of The Hobbit mm. effects where they stretch it out over, you know, t- ten episodes i don't even know how long it is on on netflix all they say is it will be a series and you'll be able to watch them all from the 23rd of october so it doesn't give me any flavor um but i don't know how you felt but when i when i read it i thought yep i got my opinions about it as a book yeah but as a series on tv like i'm not totally sure they could they could stretch it that far I guess that's right. I mean, I think it's going to be sit in six parts. I don't know how long the parts are going to be. And, and sometimes Netflix series, the parts can be slightly different lengths. Um, so, but, but I kind of, I kind of agree with you really. It's, um, you know, it's an interesting, interesting story, of course, you know, really about, you know, a girl called Beth Harmon, um, really a child who's failed by everybody, you know, ends up in an, in an orphanage, you know, and really chess is, chess is her way out. But of course, that's she's damaged by the childhood that she experiences, as anyone anybody would be. And ultimately, chess sort of becomes a salvation. But you know, it's very, very hard to fully escape some of the demons of of, of that childhood. And it's so it's sort of a book that you know, really about somebody using chess, really as a form of salvation. But as you say, kind of you know, for a non-chess player, will will all the details of all of the chess matches be too much? How will they balance those elements up against the more broader, more universal? I don't, I don't know human themes. I, I suppose that's probably the question. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point because when I was reading, there, there's quite a lot of chess in it, which is quite is well is well written. I mean, it's obvious that Walter Tevis knew knew what he was talking yes. about. But I I was thinking before I read it, you know, and every time I read a focus on chess, is it actually possible to portray the inner thoughts of a chess player to a non-chess playing audience, or at least do it? well enough that it doesn't lose the audience yeah. and they seem to have uh, i mean walter tevis seems to have done it very well so i wonder how that will transfer to the screen you know whether or not they can keep that kind of um excitement going i mean did you feel that when you were as a chess player yourself when you were in in the mind of beth Harmon mm. playing the games did you feel that that was an accurate reflection of, of the way chess players <laughs> think I did actually. I mean, the game, the game that, that Tevis describes best, and he describes them all well, was actually a game where, where, where Beth Harmon has actually taken a break from chess and she comes back and she's playing a much weaker opponent. And, you know, and she, go, and she goes wrong. She goes wrong, as, you know, as I guess we've all done against a weaker opponent from time to time. Yeah. And the guy looks at her quizzically and we've all kind of seen that look back across the board when your opponent kind of like, you know, is letting you know that you've actually you've actually gone wrong. And, you know, and as a much stronger player, she sits there and she thinks, well, you know, okay, I've gone wrong, but now I'm really, really going to concentrate. Now I'm really going to find, find some resources to turn this round because I'm a better player. But of course, what happens in that game is, you know, the weaker player continues to play, you know, quite predictably 
good mood. <laughs> she looks for resources that aren't there and she can't find them. And in the end, she, yeah. it's one of the few games she actually loses in the book, which is something else we should talk about in a bit. But for me, that was a really, a really, you know, accurate, you know, portrayal of losing a game to a weaker player, which definitely resonated. Yeah, he captures the the tournament scene quite well, and I suspect he spent a lot of time hanging up, hanging around chess players, you know, either in tournaments or in the park, and he captures that really well. Um, there are a few moments. I mean, as as a chess player, you can't help but read it with 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 your knowledge of the game of chess in mind. So that I can't help when I when I look at an advert and, and the board is around the wrong way. You oh, know, I can't help. Terrible. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible. So when I when I when I read a passage where mm. I think there's a passage where they're playing um, chess blindfold. Mm. And um, the opening is 11 fish variation, which gets mentioned a few times against the Sicilian. And, and they're playing it really badly. <laughs> but, but then, you know, in a way that Black would never have played, you yes. know, had he been as strong a player as he's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. But it, it's still interesting because um, they, they go through all the usual tropes that you might get in a book about chess at this level. So there's similar, you know, when young players going to tournaments and, um, simultaneous displays and what it's like to attend a chess club where you're different from everybody else in this case you know she's she's a girl yes um all those things are done very well and i and i think it also captures the atmosphere at bigger tournaments when she graduates to um kind of nationals and then finally gets to go and play this is not a plot spoiler but you know goes to get gets to play in big international tournaments abroad i think it does capture those really well i think i think that's right and it's interesting because there's a nice link between the book and the film which is um a guy called bruce pandolfini who um you know of searching for bobby fisher fame he's a legendary um new york chess teacher writer you know became a television star himself back in the time of fisher spassky and he um he was actually he worked with tevis actually on the original book which was published i think in 1983 or 1984 and he's actually the chess consultant on the film so he actually, along with Kasparov, um, actually sort of, you know, w- w- was their chess advisor. So there's some nice continuity there. And I think when you've got the input from a guy like that, as you obviously have, you know, that, that sort of, you know, gives you high hopes for the film, I think. That's interesting. I, I, I know from a brief experience of my own that sometimes you can be a very good advisor to, um, to a film mm. or a show. And the moment you walk away, of course, they have to they have to film um, more more pieces to insert into the action, and yes. it's it's only then that they start to get it starts to go completely wrong <laughs> from a chess point of view. No, this is it, and it will be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, because I think we have, their, their other um, advisor was um, was Gary Kasparov himself. Um, and there's a New York Times piece that comes out where where Gary it's actually he sort of echoes something you said about the book, Adam, in terms of um, you know how realistic he, he feels at the tournament tournament atmosphere is in the film but equally he slightly questions some of some of some of the positions and i was and and it's funny actually i was thinking gary but what what, wasn't you who kind of set these up and i I know from (laughs) an experience a few years ago where we were trying to um maybe get gary kasparov to come and do a simul and we didn't yeah because let me tell you the guy the guy does not come does not come cheap and i was thinking i'm sure he would have got quite a good paycheck for this so i think you know hopefully he's earned his money (laughs) Well, I hope for, hopefully when he sees the final product, I mean, he might have seen it already, but he, hopefully he's not tearing his hair out yeah, at, at the kind of chess scenes. Absolutely. I mean, I had, 
it was funny actually because I, I I'd read the book a few years ago, Adam, and then I, I read it again when I knew we were going to sort of talk about it. I think for me, I had two. There's a lot that I like. There were two. I had two sort of reservations. I'd, I'd be interested to know know what you, what you think about these. First, mm. I questioned whether or not Beth could get as good as she could on as few games as she played. Um, you know, because it's funny if you think back in history. You know, we all hear the stories. You know, Kasparov. You know, he first um he he saw his father trying to solve a chess puzzle and he looked over his shoulder. He'd never seen a game before and he immediately solved yeah. it. You know, Capablanca saw his again his dad playing a friend and then beat them both. But the reality is is somewhat different. And I, you know, you've worked with far more top juniors than than I have, Adam. But my experience is even as a prodigy, you're going to lose an awful lot of games in order to progress in a way that you know in the novel Beth doesn't really do yeah i think i think that's true because i think any player has to pay their dues and if if beth Harmon, the main character if if she is as, as it's described in the book um a prodigy and then she's forced to take a three-year career yeah. break yeah because as a as a punishment yeah another plot spoiler but you know after that it's it's interesting because i think a lot of people would have given up and moved on to something else at that point and um, given given the fact that she she moves on in many ways to you know addiction to other things like pills and mm-hmm. eventually alcohol, you, you would think that in those three years she would have given up on chess mm-hmm. and come back to it because that's what happens in it, in yeah, life is, is people move on. It does. So I think I think that was definitely that was that was my my big question the first time I read it. And I guess the other thing <laughs> in the novel, she never actually acquires any any titles. You know, so she ends up no. coaching where she's playing the, the world champion. And I guess, okay, maybe for you and me, we'd be yeah. more interested in a process by which she got her norms than your average TV viewer would. But it still felt <laughs> a little bit of a flaw to me, really. But um... it's quite a whistle stop tour. I mean, very quickly yeah. in the in the novel, you know, you identify her her nemesis is Borgov, mm. and mm. you know, it's like um helter skelter kind of ride mm. from. From being a child, basically, all the way through to what you know is coming, yeah. because it's on the blurb on the back of the book, you know, which is a, a match against this Borgov, mm. the Borg, you know, and um, it, it she doesn't, I don't know, you don't get a lot of time to fit her whole life and development in, really. When you think about it, it's it's you know like maybe 180 pages long, mm. and it's quite, it is quite a quick read. It is. So it's probably very difficult to get all those nuances in i'll tell you what i found quite funny was that i hadn't actually read anything about chess with adjournments in for well i don't don't remember any adjournments in in sort of things that i've read which is quite funny to read about adjournments again as a historical point of view i wonder if any any of our younger listeners will actually know what they are no it's it's really funny and actually it's a good it's a really good point adam because obviously the the book and the film was set in like late 50s early early 60s and again you know when they're preparing you know this is a world before um before you know fritz and other sort of computer aids and stuff which um you know so it's quite, yeah. quite far removed but quite, but quite true to the time and i think the other thing he does quite nicely is um tevis works in some real chess players so there's quite a nice point where where you know actually when she, she's got an adjourned game against borgoff and you know she gets word that i think it's tal and petrosian are both um are both yeah. working with borgoff on the um, on the adjourned position yeah, where where was she's she's got a couple of friends on the other end of a very exactly. expensive long distance phone call. Exactly, and, and I must admit, yeah. friends friends who seem to give her better analysis than maybe there's you would think their strength would enable them to give. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> so, 
but, but it's, yeah. quite, it's quite interesting because there isn't for me the best chapter in the book was actually one where she was going to prepare for this tournament in Russia and she goes to stay with this guy called Benny Benny Watts in, in New York and there's something yeah. about the way that Tevis describes the life of this you know pretty top American chess player you know he lives in his tiny flat he lives on takeout you know one of his bookshelves is you know is basically made of bricks with like boards in between it's piled high with chess books and actually guess how he makes all his money you know he makes all his money playing poker you know that, yeah. that's, how, yeah. that's how he actually makes his living you know chess is that's probably more realistic <laughs> yeah. I think than um you know she she does make a living from chess quite quickly yeah. and you know obviously in the 50s it might have been different mm. and the 60s but i don't think it was that different no no I, mean... I think um she 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 quickly earns a solid living from from playing chess yeah and that's that's a little bit of um i think it's a little bit of a device obviously in the novel to mm. to keep her independent mm. but but there, there there could have been i mean that's another that's another thing that i probably have an issue with is is the dramatic content of the novel but just to stick with the chess mm. the moment i i like some of some of the characters are very interesting because i have i have this suspicion that tevis not only knew the people yes quite well yeah and also i think he's settling some scores with some of the characters the way he describes them and, and names them I, I can almost tick off quite a few mm-hmm. american um well-known players from that period yes uh, undoubtedly you know encountered oh, i'm sure that's right i'm sure that's right um you know that's the beauty of being a novelist is that you can you can get to you can get to do that um one of the other interesting things is worth talking about there's a slight I think there's a slight ambivalence in Beth towards chess itself. And it's not just not just in the in the other addictions and so on that drag her away, but also for example, you know, when she's staying with Benny Watts and she looks at his bookshelf and his bookshelf is, you know, is absolutely full of chess books and she looks at them wearily. And it's almost like I think there are yeah. times when chess is almost, you know, however much she loves it, and she clearly does, there are times when it's almost too much and I, and I wonder like you know not just in chess but in all things whether if you are that superstar maybe the thing you love maybe it ends up you know repelling you a little bit as well in some strange way i i think from my own experience with players yeah. of every level actually i think i think the problem is that the higher the ladder you climb the more the more frustrating it is yeah because you 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 know when you're when you're um a blissfully ignorant amateur like like we are you know <laughs> yeah. you enjoy the game on so many levels yeah. but you can just enjoy it yeah whereas you know once you somebody once told me you know one he was a um extremely talented master mm. and i said you know why don't you become professional and mm. and try and get your gm norms i thought he was worth it and he said you know i probably could but the opportunity cost would be huge mm. and it, as it became my career i wouldn't enjoy it you know i'd rather work for a bank and just yeah. play chess because they enjoy it. And I suspect that some of the stronger players, I mean, you only have to follow certain players who shall remain nameless on, on um, Facebook. Sure. You realise that they are, they, are, they are tortured souls. Oh, and completely. actually, completely. Like, dramatically, I actually, that's the one thing that I have a problem with in this mm. book. I mean, I, I like the book, mm. uh, but normally the sort of character arc with, with books like mm-hmm. this is that the hero you know our hero mm-hmm. gets tested you know it's normally something terrible happens and you get knocked back right down to the ground mm-hmm. and in this book 
I'm not totally sure that Beth really gets no. tested. And when she does get tested, she bounces back from it quite yeah. quite strongly and, you know, without a lot of struggle. And I felt that the only part of the book where I really got angry on her behalf was was probably, well, let's see if, if, mm. if you had the same experience, is when her dad came back, mm. having been an absent um, mm. a father, adoptive father, all his life, just suddenly comes back and, and um, you know, just to interrupt her life. But she deals with him pretty yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, I think there was a lot of stuff that, attention that was missed in, in those scenes. I, no, I, I, I think that's exactly right. Most, most of the challenge comes not from the chest because the, the, the trajectory is just, it's, it's just too strong. It comes from the other stuff, the family, you know, the childhood, you know, the other people in her way and, and chess is, you know, and chess is the ladder out, but it's, it's, it's too easier a ladder for her to climb, I think. And yeah, and you're right. You do lose some, some, some dramatic um, effects effects from that. Cause I think, I think as well, the trouble is as well, I kind of felt as, as you, the more of a book you read, the more you sense she's basically, is, you know, you see that the fall isn't coming, if that makes sense. And that kind of, yeah, some of the dramatic tension out, it's fairly clear. It's going to, it's going to end well. And actually, you know, some more setbacks and stuff, you know, because every top player has had them, you know, even Gary, yeah. Gary 5-0 down to Carpock at one point. And, you know, whoever you are, at some point you're going to face struggle. I mean, you want you want it. I mean, the, the thing is, with the, with the sort of character's journey, yeah. you, you you kind of, you know that it's going to end well. Yeah. But it's it's the tests that they face along the way. Yeah. And I know I know she she takes a lot of pills and she, she drinks a lot. Yeah. Um and she also eats a lot of eggs. I kept I yeah. kept noticing yeah. that every time, you know, she <laughs> just like eats a lot of eggs. Which yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad choice. If you want to absorb alcohol, I think yeah. you need you need yeah. more than eggs. But she doesn't face. I mean, it's again another plot spoiler that her her mother, her adoptive mother, is is actually quite a sympathetic character, and I felt that realistically, um, that probably wouldn't have worked quite as well as it does in the book and then she dies and neither do I I don't really feel that that her mother Mrs Wheatley um she's not nasty enough and and doesn't experience any kind of journey of her own and then when she dies it's kind of dealt with quite perfunctorily is that is that a word yes yeah yeah I'll look it up it's it's, really, it's no it's a really interesting point because I, I I thought about my mother quite a bit actually because it's and it's to me it, it's actually it is a slight weakness in the book in the sense that you know they adopt they adopt bear you know apparently to begin with you know they're both terrible adoptive parents they're both pretty much indifferent indifferent to the poor girl yeah and you know and then and then unfortunately and then sort of the stepmother flips and when Beth gets really really good at chess and really into the chess you know she's then traveling with her to tournaments and stuff and I wasn't sure <laughs> if I quite believe that she would flip from being so indifferent to being so engaged and as you say you know she she, she she does then die having like you know she meets a man for a little bit and it doesn't work out and it's kind of like i almost felt like you know she's clearly had this mother this is has clearly had this quite disappointed frustrated life but at least something positive has come out of it in terms of you know with beth and so on and i felt like you know you'd have liked to see more progression and so on but there, there was certainly something there and but you're right i think yeah i, I think maybe what we're meant to feel is that beth somehow has been damaged in a way so you don't see the you know the full the full extent of feelings that you might see but even so i agree with you we, sh- we should have seen we should have seen a bit more yeah i mean her mother is um very much 
focused I mean she's quite organized yeah. for for a, an alcoholic basically yeah. I mean she's very much focused yeah. on on money and when she realizes that that Beth has the potential exactly. to earn money exactly. that that's I think when it flips but she in in another in another drama you know that character would be a lot nastier and a lot mm. a lot more kind of um mm. you know they'd be using her whereas actually I I quite you know I thought Mrs. Wheatley came across actually quite mm. as quite a sympathetic mm. character. And Beth, mm. you know, also treats her like that. You know, she looks after her and she, yeah. you know, when she's ill, she kind of tucks her into bed and uh, makes sure she's okay. And, um, maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's just me. I mean, actually, I'll be honest with you. I haven't read, somebody did lend, lend me um, some of uh, um, Walter Tevis's novels. So I've got Mockingbird, which is a sci-fi mm. book sitting around somewhere mm. i i've never read man who fell to earth mm. but i know that he was he was an incredibly successful novelist mm. and i'm tempted now to read some of those novels and just to see whether or not there's a difference between the way the characters are treated i know that M mockingbird and man who fell to earth are considered by like sci-fi buffs yeah. to be ahead of their time absolutely. so i'm definitely going to give them a go absolutely no that sounds, that sounds really good and of course you know then his other two big ones but you know the, the hustler and the color of money both became yeah obviously massive massive films martin you know um paul newman and then tom cruise and you know martin scorcozzi um directing the second one you know and there's something about yeah. about him that he has a knack of he had a knack of writing books that were you know that translated well to film and and i think what's quite quite interesting adam is i think you know this the queen's gambit was published pretty much around the time that tevis tevis died and you know as i say in the mid 80s and ever since then there have been various attempts to get it onto onto screen i think hollywood always knew that he had the really there and i think heath ledger um was actually had was signed up to direct it back in 2008 and then of course oh wow heath ledger himself of course then died of drugs overdose and you know of course the project didn't didn't go ahead so it's so, so, so it's had quite a, a long and you know a long and tortured history to get to get to get this far um so and, and it's interesting i was thinking so, so in terms of a film adam you know what what are, what are your hopes about i mean as as chess players because i was thinking about this when, I, when you know earlier today when i knew we would be talking part of us part of me wants to be able to say oh yeah the balls are the wrong way around it's all terrible <laughs> and part of me wants it to be really good you know so yeah well the thing is i tell you what i hope i i hope um Main, mainly, I once had this conversation with somebody, and they and, and they said, you know, um, I recommended the film to them, yeah. and they said, I'm not interested in uh, uh, insert the name of whatever, whatever the sport would be, yeah. like baseball, or you know, I'm not interested in pool. Yeah. Why would I watch this film? And I, and then when you watch the film, you realise it, it's not about baseball yeah. or pool. It's yeah. about the human condition. Yeah. And and yet subconsciously it will kind of teach you something about about the sport yeah and i'm hoping that this will do something similar for chess that somebody will watch it and they'll go okay um it's a it's a great drama and now i'm quite interested in finding out a little bit more about chess yeah um whether that's a bit naive um i i don't know but i i hope that when when somebody watches it they won't be pulling it apart for the chess they'll be they'll be just enjoying it as a drama and it's a good drama i mean i have i absolutely think um it has a lot of potential because um what i notice is that quite a lot of people when they adapt books they basically chuck away the plot yeah. and then they they insert a, 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 actually a much better plot 
a much better structure for film. So who knows what we'll see. Mm. No, I think I, 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 I think that's got, got to be the hope, hasn't it? I mean, you know, if, if it can get that sense of tension and, and drama and then, you know, we're in a time where there's lots of things that people would normally do that they can't do because of, you know, lockdown or near lockdown or whatever it is. So, you know, who knows if, yeah. if somebody then picks up a chessboard or goes online or whatever it happens to be. And actually we get, you know, we get, <laughs> get both new players and some new, and frankly, you know, I just think about, you know, with my family, Adam, you know, I'm the only, I'm the only chess player and I'm, I'm sure it drives them all mad. And, you know, I'm hoping that when they watch it, they might understand a bit more what I love, even, <laughs> if, even if it doesn't tempt them to do it themselves. Did, did you notice that in her first serious tournament, the, um, the round starts 20 minutes late? Yes. And uh, they, they, they have to do the pairings. And I thought I thought that was very funny because, yeah. Um, yeah. We we all know that scenario. Mm. No, so absolutely. You're, you're, absolutely. You're, the members of your household, it'd be interesting to see what they think because when you read the book, I mean, the bottom line is that Beth Harmon is is described as, um, uh, I think this expression is plain and a natural loser. And her character is played by An Anya Taylor-Joy, who is anything but plain. Yeah, and it will be interesting to see <laughs> at what point in the film she transforms into this swan-like character. That will be funny. No, absolutely, and it's it's an interesting thing, and it? it probably goes beyond the book and the film to just chess more generally. This whole idea about you, you know to what extent is it about her being an aspiring chess player, and to what extent is it about her being an aspiring female chess player? Because what's quite interesting is actually in the book. You know, there's a point where, you know, quite early in her career where Beth's interviewed by this journalist and all the journalist wants to talk about is the fact that she's a girl. And she's like, no, yep. no it's not. It's not actually about that. It's about it's about the chess. And, that, and I think that'll be quite, you know, it's always an interesting debate and it will be interesting to see to what extent, you know, the film either mirrors the book or, you know, whether it's Beth female chess player or just Beth chess player. Do you know, that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that uh, until until now. I hadn't <laughs> wondered to myself why why did they not ask judith polgar mm. to be the advisor or somebody female at least to you know irena crush or somebody who understands what it's like to be a woman in in that environment that would have been a much i think a much more astute choice but maybe that's not what they were looking for maybe they were just looking for someone to give them a kind of background on top level chess and make sure that everything was set up correctly I think yeah. I mean, I I agree. I agree with you. I've, I've um, I've, I actually was, I was lucky enough. I did an interview with Arena um about a year ago, and you know, I think she's amazing. I think she'd she'd doing great. Judy, of course, would have been been fantastic. And it's it's just it's just it's just this whole this whole thing, you know. I mean, as you know, you know, I've I've got I've got daughters daughters myself, and I I you know I like to think about the world that you know it should be about what people want to do rather than you know rather than gender. You know, I think it's for me. You know, it's it's just a complete fluke that there hasn't been a female world champion to date, and it's only a matter of time until there is. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's just how I would see it, really. I I think um the other thing that was quite interesting that I I, I don't really buy into this myself, but I noticed that a lot of the reviews and some of the kind of later book covers, they they kind of buy into the um the the Freudian undertones of of being a female chess player playing playing chess now i i can't speak personally about that but i noticed that's that's quite a common theme amongst um yeah. reviews i don't know if yeah. you had any thoughts about that or whether it had even occurred 
See. No, yeah, no. I think it's a really good point. I think it has certainly it has certainly occurred to me. I mean, there's a lot of symbolism in chess, isn't there? And there's a lot of you know, there's the arguments. Can, I, I can see why people make the arguments, but I think what 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 I'm hoping that we see is almost that you know the, the, that's not really what what the book and the film hopefully show. And actually, the reality is, you know, she gets hooks on this amazing, you know, this amazing game, and you know, in the same way, there's you know, you have, I have, you know, all the people that we, that, yeah. that in the chess community have, and actually, you know, we, you could all talk, you know, we could all wax lyrical about like, you know, <laughs> Freud and whatever, but at the end of the day, we just want to beat the guy really, don't we, or the, or the lady. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to make a friendly wager with you, which is that yes. I think that her father's character will be, um, they're more foregrounded. I think that yes. scene, you know, the, the scene that we both, know about that mm. that scene will will feature more heavily because yeah. i think you know apart from borgov i think that character if you're going to go with the the, the sort of freudian interpretation of it i think her her absent adoptive father is 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 a really good choice as a mm. nemesis mm. i think that's right and you, you certainly need that i think that extra tension from somewhere and i think that would that would absolutely produce it I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. Cause, I mean, one one of my favourite chess books, Adam, is, is is searching for Bobby Fischer, and I don't know the film the film searching for Bobby Fischer kind of disappointed me a bit. The book's much better, and I'm really hoping with this one that you know that will actually say you know the book, good as we both said it is. I think there's scope for there to be a better film than the, than the book this time. Yeah, and it um, can work. It can work both ways. You know, I made a I made a sort of um, speciality when I was doing my um, degree in creative mm. writing of collecting a lot of film scripts and mm. comparing them with the original novel because mm. I found that quite interesting and, and quite often the the adaptation can depart so so radically from the original and yet be much better and vice versa so literally you have you have no idea when you see um, an adaptation and unless it's um, Harry Potter where she controls the rights yeah, um, yeah. you, you never know what you're going to get so you could read this book and think, wow, this is like the most accurate uh, rendition of the chess world that I've ever read. And then they could butcher it on screen, but it could be a good drama. You know, there's all, all results are possible, as they say. Absolutely. No, I think, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, I was reading about the film, but they've done some quite clever things with, um, and this is something, this is something for us to watch out for. Apparently they've used slightly different lighting different coloured pieces, different mm. sounds of the chess pieces, you know, the way that the chess pieces move in the different scenes to try and differentiate slightly the different chess experiences during the film. So it'd be ah, I wondered how they would tackle that. Yeah, because yeah. she does a lot of visualisation in her head. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing in the book is that she she can see everything on the board in her head. She doesn't need to take out a physical yeah. board. And I wondered how they'd get around yeah. that. But it's funny actually. Just on that point, though, there's, there's quite an interesting thing in the book where, at twenty, you know, at twenty or whatever it is, she feels she finds that although she's still improving as a player, she's getting stronger because of her study. There's a tiny line. There's almost a throwaway line that she finds it harder to visualize chess in her head than she did when she was, you know, ten, eleven, or, 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 or whatever it was. And it was quite interesting to me because you could say, well, is it just the impact of you know, 
the alcohol, the drugs, all the rest of it. But equally, it will make me think of like, you know, mathematicians. And they say some some really brilliant mathematicians, by the time they're like 15, they can't they can't do it anymore. And I, and I just wondered if there was this thing for these super prodigies that actually you have to find new, new neural networks as you get older, because some of that perfect visualization gets weaker over time, even even when, when whilst you're still relatively young. That's interesting. And it could be it could be just that, you know, as you get older, you get more responsibilities but in her case that 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 isn't really the case she doesn't, because, really does she? <laughs> she doesn't have any <laughs> she's still what what is she she's um she's about 13 when she starts her her serious chess career yeah yeah, yeah. no you know and i think as we say 13 you know, is quite old these days isn't it it is it is it was um <laughs> it's something like i think i think it was something like you know I think it was Ray Keane actually. I saw heard him say somewhere once, but you know, but I, I think you know he talking about some junior who first played in the British at the age of thirteen, and, and everybody yeah. thought that was incredible. And he said, you know, nowadays unless you're winning it when you're that age, you might as well forget it, really. So, um, so yeah, the world the world has definitely changed. You know, grandma grandmasters become you know obviously have to land much earlier. Well, one other thing actually, do you think the Russians um, the Russians are all incredibly friendly? towards her there seems to be a lot of a very magnanimous bunch when they when they lose and, <laughs> and you know i didn't know if they would yeah there's them. a lot of hugging going on and yeah. um being gracious in defeat and i thought no yeah. i don't I don't recognize that from from what i've read no exactly there doesn't seem to be much much storming off but really from the first from the first moment she enters at every level everybody's very yeah. very polite when polite when they lose to her Actually, i think they're far too nice and, and i hate to say it but Maybe it's because she she's a woman that the, the the writer thinks that this is appropriate, but do you know what? In in real life, that yeah. that just wouldn't happen. And actually, yeah. the novel suffers. It's a very good point. The novel suffers from that. Is people are just a bit too nice, and yeah. if you could ramp up ramp up the the jealousy and the hatred a bit, it would make a really exciting novel like i mean i remember when, when i first picked up the novel like a lot of the quotes are from writers that i i love so uh, martin yeah. cruz smith you know he wrote gawky park he, he says on the front yeah. of this one more exciting than any thriller i have seen lately i will not play <laughs> chess with mr tevis and I, when i've read the book you know I, I haven't quite picked that that up I, I think that's right it's kind of tamer than a lot of what we've both seen and i think that's yeah that's, isn't that yeah. funny <laughs> But, um, it's so it's so true if only if it were if it were if it reflected real life in in the chess world it would be brutal yeah it would it would and i think <laughs> but but maybe people wouldn't believe I, I don't know maybe people wouldn't believe it i mean maybe maybe part of what makes tevis translate so well from book to screen in his previous previous ventures is there is that slight slight superficiality i don't know that's maybe a touch on there but um there but, there yeah. is that but exaggeration for dramatic purposes yeah. is 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 expected. I mean, we we know. I mean, it's not like anybody who who reads this or watches the the, the series will not have heard of Bobby Fischer and will yeah. not know something of, you know, the allusions in here to that yeah. kind of Cold War drama. And yeah. she is in in her own way a kind of female Bobby Fischer. And yeah. he absolutely, even though he admired and revered Russian chess players, he absolutely hated. The Russians, and there's an allusion to that in here towards the end, you know, with the um, the Christian group, yes, which yes. which sponsors her journey. And I don't know how much of that is based on true true life, but 
you know, there's a lot of stuff in here that that could that could ramp up the mm. the tension, and it probably did in the real world, you know. Mm. But 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 Tevis kind of dodges it, and I and I think maybe he just loves chess too much to to spoil its image. <laughs> it could be, it could be. But I'm uh, looking forward to it. Definitely, no, no it's going to be great. So. So we're going to watch. Obviously, we're going to binge watch it, aren't we, Adam? That's that's the plan. <laughs> We've got Friday. They say, oh, it'll be released. Uh, I don't know what it is like. They release, you know, it's getting getting used to this. They release it on twenty um, third, and they kind of release all the episodes at once at yes. eight o'clock in the morning or something. Yes. So I could theoretically watch it all, but I'm going to pace myself over the weekend. Yeah, have a think about it, and and then maybe we can get back together on. Um, Monday, and and have a chat about what we think definitely. about the uh, series. No, definitely, that would be absolutely great. I have to say, I've developed two really bad habits during um, lockdown, Adam. One is playing far, <laughs> too, much, far too much bullet chess online. Yeah, uh, and the other one is binge watching series on Netflix. So in some ways, this is like the, you know this is a perfect combination. This sounds like a, a an ideal weekend to me. So I will I very much look forward to watching it all and to. And, you know, we can certainly swap, swap notes next week and, and see where we get yeah. to. Well, clear, clear your schedule and get yourself an enormous flask <laughs> exactly. of your favourite drink. And, and I'll speak to you on Monday. Perfect. Thank you Cheers, ever so Adam. much, Ben. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Cheers, Adam. Bye. Speak Bye. to you then. If you're a premium subscriber to my newsletter, imaginatively titled The Chess Circuit, you can suggest guests and topics for future episodes and enjoy many more yet-to-be-conceived perks. You can find the link to my newsletter in the show notes. Thanks for listening.